Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Netflix is in trouble. We finally know what Brian Cranston's and Aaron Paul's mystery project is. And everybody's pissed off about Ariel. Welcome to the newest episode of SDW. Super Dario World! It's-a me, Dario! Woohoo! All right, so for those of you wondering, no, we still haven't figured out where the package is. It's, I've given up. Yesterday was my day of being stressed. I asked my neighbors, I asked everybody, I'm done. I'm washing my hands of it. I'm letting it go. I'm accepting that the package is dead. So thank you for asking, but it's dead. It's dead. It's long gone. So long, finito. I'm not worrying about it anymore. So, uh, and uh, I'm going to keep this one short. I'm going to try to keep it fast. Also, because, well, before I get into that, you can find the show in the iHeartRadio app. Just type in the show presents Super Dire World. You'll find it right there. Or you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Just type in Super Dire World Podcast. You'll find it right there. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to keep this one super short because I'm going to go see The Lion King, the new Lion King. I got a, a press invite for it. So I'm not excited for it, but I'll get into that a little bit more when I get into the whole aerial thing because it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. All right, it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand, but okay, let's just let's go straight into it. Let's get into it. Let's get started. Okay, so first off on the docket, George R. R. Martin has finally given us a little bit of details on what the Game of Thrones prequel might be. By the way, George R. R. Martin is the author of the Game of Thrones series. He's, he wrote the books. Anyway, the series is supposed to take place about 5,000 years before the events of Game of Thrones. And this is, according to Martin, what that means. Okay, so, quote, we talk about the seven kingdoms of Westeros. There were seven kingdoms at the time of Aegon's conquest. But if you go back further, then there were nine kingdoms and 12 kingdoms. And eventually you get back to where there are 100 kingdoms, petty kingdoms. So that's the era we're talking about here. End quote. And yes, for those of you thinking it, I do need to work on my George R. R. Martin. It's, it, it, it was bad, but I'm trying. Anyway, so uh, he also mentioned that there's not going to be a main lead in the cast there you know like game of thrones never really had a lead it's supposed to be an ensemble i mean we all know who the lead was but anyway so it's supposed to be an ensemble and so there's no main character i believe that naomi watts is going to be really pissed off to hear that because <laughs> i think she's the biggest star on the show anyway doesn't really matter so we kind of now have an idea of what the show's kind of going to be about petty kings in five thousand years ago from 100 kingdoms so they have a lot to work with i'll give them that and uh, it also makes it more confusing because Game of Thrones had al already had way too many characters. But we'll see what they decide to do. I thought they were going to make it smaller. Turns out they're going to make it bigger. So good luck with that, I guess. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> Stranger... Now, this is all Netflix related, okay? So Stranger Things just broke Netflix's viewer records, right? Uh, Stranger Things Season 3. It came out last Thursday, the 4th of July. I, I really enjoyed it. I already finished the series. It was great. Right now, Stranger Things, I believe, is the best show Netflix has. 
ever since Daredevil went out the window, ever since they got rid of Dar- they got rid of Daredevil, which was stupid. Uh, this is the best show that they have. I I can't even think of a close second. So good on them, breaking records, deservedly so. Or I think overall season one was better. Uh, and I I mentioned this before, so I'll uh, yesterday, so I'll go through it really quickly. Uh, season one, the best storyline is Hopper's. Season two, it's kind of mixed, but the worst storyline is Eleven's. Especially that episode where she just goes to a city. It's really weird. And meets with another psychic girl. Super weird. And uh, season three, the best storyline is by far my boy Steve, Dustin, Robin, and Erica. The line. Erica's, I, I don't, you know what? I'll do, that. Erica might have the greatest line in cinematic history, in TV history ever. <laughs> Whoever thought of, oh, I don't know if I should say it or not, because it might be a spoiler. Spoiler alert, spo- spoiler alert for 10 seconds. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You can't say America without Erica or something like that. I, I, I think that's how it goes. Anyway, that might be the greatest line ever written. I <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I heard that. That is the best storyline by far. By far. Anyway. So what was I saying? Yeah. So it broke viewing records. It's already been viewed for by over 40 million households, which means that it's more than 40 million people because a lot of people share accounts and a lot of people watch the show together. So good for them. Good for Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to the damn you thing. I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> what might happen next. If anything happens, I don't know. No spoilers here. No spoilers here. Anyway, how does that relate to everything else on Netflix? Because that sounds like Netflix is doing good, right? For now. Because Warner Media just announced HBO Max, that their streaming service is going to be called HBO Max. And uh, so if it's called HBO Max, you could probably imagine that it's going to have all the HBO shows, right? Meaning the Game of Thrones, the Romes, the Chernovils, Chernovil, is it Chernovil or Chernovil? It doesn't matter. So all the HBO shows. And if it's Time Warner Media, that means that it owns like the CW. So it's going to have the whole Arrowverse the new Batman, the new The Batwoman show, the Riverdale, all that stuff. And they also announced that they're going to have exclusive streaming rights to the TV show Friends, you know, Friends, the iconic 90s sitcom. Anyway, so that means that in the span of one month, Netflix lost its number one and number two show. Number one was The Office. It's over. It's going to the, the NBC streaming service, I believe. And now Friends... The number two show is going to HBO Max. Netflix is bleeding content. It's it's most successful content, by the way. Bleeding it. It's lucky it still has Stranger Things, but if you saw, if if you listen to new releases, which is a segment that we have on the radio show every week, uh, Rock 105.3's morning show, the show, every Tuesday we do a thing called new releases, where we talk about the newest in games, video games, movies, music, and streaming service, whatever's being released that week. Um, HB, uh, Netflix is moving into the reality show world and uh, reality show is usually garbage reality shows are usually garbage and in terms of quality they're really low but well, you can make a lot you can make them for cheap that's the thing that they have, that's the appeal and it's kind of garbage TV and for some reason people like that I've never been a big reality TV guy um, my very first uh, project professional project in film I was still 18 living in Guadalajara and I helped do, I did a whole bunch of things. I started doing sound. Well, I was originally hired to help with sound for a pilot for a reality TV show. And uh, since I, <laughs> then the assistant, the assistant producer bailed and the assistant director bailed and also the sound guy bailed. I was supposed to be the, the sound assistant. 
that for one reason or another, people bailed. And so I ended up being the the official sound guy because the sound guy taught me how to use the equipment. I was like, all right, okay, it's pretty easy. And plus one of the cast members, he's, he's a musician, so he understands the equipment. So he'll help you out. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll do sound. Cool. And then when other people started dropping out, it was a group of Americans that came down to Mexico to to do the shoot. So they needed a translator. So I ended up assisting the producer, uh, the Mexican and the American one. I ended up assisting the director because he couldn't speak to the crew. I ended up doing the sound. I ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff. And afterwards, I ended up doing the, the subtitles for the thing. So I ended up doing a whole bunch of things. Anyway, the thing that I learned from that experience is that reality shows are a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> There's... There's no reality in reality shows. Everything, it's it's not scripted, but everything's planned. It's like, okay, we're going to go here and this is what's going to happen here. We're going to go here. So it's not really spur of the moment. They kind of plan the things that are going to happen because you need to set up. You need to set up um, everything. And so it has it has to be pre-planned. So to me, watching a reality show is just like watching bad actors do a bad storyline. I'd rather watch good actors do a f- do fiction which is way better. I mean, they're both fiction, but one is well-written, one is plan- well-planned out, one it has high-quality production, one has high-quality actors. The other just has really dramatic people doing stupid things. So, and it's all fake. Anyway, my point is, uh, reality show, usually where things go to die. Um, so, oh, what was it? So Netflix is moving into the reality show part. Not good. Not a good sign for Netflix. Not a good sign for Netflix's future, which if you listen to, I believe it was last week's Super Dario News, I mentioned that Netflix is kind of on the way out. Its its future does not look bright. Everybody is making their own streaming service right now, and it's just taken away. When it was the king of the mountain, was cool, right? It was the king of the hill. It was there was no uh, no other competition for Netflix. It was there. It was steady. Good for them. Now they're they're losing their best shows. Um, they're okay. They they've lost their best original show, which was Daredevil, and all the other Marvel shows. Which weren't as great, but the best one was by far Daredevil. I, I I keep saying, especially the last season was the best season of Daredevil that they had yet, and that's when they canceled it. So they they lost their best show. They're gonna lose all the kids stuff, all the Disney content. Which I don't know about you, but I I love just having access to the animated movies would be worth my ten bucks a month because that's a fantastic thing to have access to. Uh, plus they're gonna have the man Disney's gonna have the Mandalorian. It's gonna have all the Marvel movies. It's gonna have all the Marvel shows. It. Disney's going to do fine. NBC then announces its its streaming service. It takes away its number one comedy. HBO Max has now taken away its number two comedy. And plus all the CW content, which right now I'm streaming it. <laughs> I'm streaming it because uh, I'm have to do. i going to be doing, for, for Comic-Con, I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of the cast from certain CW shows. And so if they're going to lose those, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go somewhere else, right? So the, the one advantage that... This is good news, bad news for Netflix. Actually, it's all bad news. Uh, let me explain. HBO costs roughly like 15 bucks a month. So there's no way that HBO Max is going to be worth less than $15 a month. They can't because otherwise uh, they'll, they'll get an issue with with uh, cable subscribers and stuff like that. It has to be over 15 bucks a month. So just because HBO is worth that. So Let's say it's going to be, it's probably going to end up being the most expensive of the streaming services. But I guess you could say it balances out if you already are, if you're already paying for HBO. Now, the 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 big dog here, the one that's going to, I think, going to be ending up taking over everything will be Amazon Prime. Because 
Amazon's too big. It makes up money on the back end selling other stuff. And honestly, it's worth having Amazon Prime because you're not just paying for shows. You're getting a whole bunch of other stuff. You're getting the free shipping, the two-day shipping stuff, the one, one two-day shipping. You get the music. So you, you get the mo most bang for your buck out of Amazon Prime. Also, it's not that expensive. Plus, the original content is really good. I'm really looking forward to a lot of the new shows that they're going to have. They're going to have the Lord of the Rings show, which looks fantastic. Jack Ryan. It's, I keep saying Jack Ryan, but... Oh, no, yeah, it's Jack Ryan. I, for some reason, last time I said Jack Reacher. Anyway, so they got a good action so the good action shows. They got the their, the boys is coming is going to be coming into Amazon Prime. So I'm looking forward to all of those. So Amazon Prime is going to do well. I already have Amazon Prime just because of the shipping stuff. It's worth it. Just because of that, it's worth 100 bucks a year. So, or is it more? I don't even know. Anyway, the point is, I think Amazon Prime is going to end up winning the streaming wars. Also, because even the movies that they don't have, you can still watch. You could just pay a buck or two just to watch them on Amazon Prime. So, it, it's going to end up winning that battle, I think. Now, Hulu has the advantage that it shows weekly. Uh, it updates weekly. So, you can, if you don't have cable, you can still watch shows that are aired on cable every week. It has that advantage. Um VRV's got or or Crunchyroll's got all the anime market locked down. So I honestly things do not look good for Netflix. I don't care the the that uh, Stranger Things season three broke records. The future does not look bright for Netflix. I, at least I don't think it does. And um, for as far as HBO Max goes, like I said, if you already if you were already paying for HBO, then I guess this is fine. You're probably oh they're also gonna get the rights for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Pretty Little Liars. So if you already if you're already paying for it, then I guess it's fine. You won't really feel it. If you weren't before, then HBO needs a new big show. It needs a new big show for it to be worth getting. Maybe, maybe the Watchmen will will do that, or maybe the new Game of Thrones shows will do that. I doubt it, because the 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 season finale of Game of Thrones left everybody with a super super bad taste in their mouths. So. I don't know how that's going to look. But like I said, it's going to be the most expensive. So even if a lot of people who drop Netflix don't pick up HBO Max, it's they're still dropping Netflix. Netflix is going to be dropped by a lot of people. There's going to be a point where it's not even worth having anymore. So unless they drastically change their formula, and I mean drastically. But anyway, that's that's just my guess. That's my, my humble opinion, my humble guess. Anyway... Uh, moving on, director Todd Phillips, who is directing the upcoming Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, he said he mentioned this quote, and I, I'm, I'll tell you how I feel about it first. Okay, so start quote: "We didn't follow anything from the comic books, which people are going to be mad about. We just wrote our own version of where a guy like Joker might come from. That's what was interesting to me. We're not even doing Joker, but the story of becoming Joker. It's about this man. So." Uh, a part of me really likes this and a part of me really hates this. So the part of me that hates this is that that means that this is not going to be in any way related to the DCEU. So that I'm to the DC cinematic universe. So DCCU, I guess that's how you say it. Anyway, I hate it because that means that the DCCU is in worse disarray than I thought. It looked bad. Uh, now it looks worse. And it makes no sense. So this is going to be a standalone film that's going to be really confusing for everybody. And it's not really even going to make sense like the way Logan did. Because Logan, you could kind of tie it in because Days of Future Past could have created an alternate alternate timeline. This one, there's no way to really tie it in, I think. So that bugs me a lot. 
because I want the DCCU to to get its shit together. Because I, lo- I love their superheroes. I love them. I love their storylines. But another part of me is like, okay, well, well, this guy's not tied down to any rules. Like, to Joker. So... Let's see what he can do. It, it's a it's a journey's man. It's a man's journey into insanity, basically into violent and brutal uh, insanity. So I'm looking forward to that. I like movies about people who get unhinged. So, and I like seeing how that how a person could get so lost in in themselves. So, and also I love movies. I love villains in general, and so I love seeing stories that center around a villain or an antihero. So I don't know. It, it, this could be really really interesting. So. A part of me hates it, and a part of me loves it. And the part of me that loves it, also, it's because it's going to be something that I've never seen before. If it's not tied down to any particular storyline, then it's like, okay, go for it. Do what you do. Show us something original. Show us something good. Now, the the a part, another part of me is like, well, you could have just named it something else. You could have just, I don't know, named it The Clown. I don't know, The Clown instead of The Joker. I get why they did it, because The Joker has more pull. It's... It, if you're going to sell the movie, it sounds just, it's just better to try to sell a Joker movie. But, um, I don't know. Overall, I'll, I'll wait and see. Cause Todd Phillips is a really good director or he's a good director. And, uh, well actually no, I'll give him, he's a really good director and Joaquin Phoenix is a fantastic actor. So I, I'm, I'm still, I'm really looking forward to this. This mm, did not really affect one way or the other that the way I'm leaning towards this movie, I'm just still excited for it. I'm, I'm looking for it. This might be like the, the best original movie that comes out, a uh, geek movie that came out this year. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, on different news, uh, the, for those of you who don't know, there was an anime called Akira or Akira. Honestly, I don't know how you say it. Uh, Cause I've always said Akira. So the creator of Akira, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo, I think that's how you say it. So he announced that there's going to be an anime oh anime series sequel to Akira. And I'm very confused. Now, for those of you who don't know, Akira it's one of the most iconic animes of all time. Came out in the 80s. It's iconic. I I'll, I can I can read you the synopsis. Set in a future city environment called New Manhattan. The sci-fi epic follows the leader of a biker gang who must save his best friend who has been experimented on by the government, causing him to develop dangerous and destructive psychokinetic powers. Now, this the this movie supposedly is going to be adapted into live action, and it's going to be done by Leonardo DiCaprio's production company. And supposedly it's going to have, uh, what's his name, Taina Waititi? I think that's how you say his name. Well, he, he directed Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, YTT, I think that's how you say his name. Anyway, so supposedly he's going to be the director for it. But um, then that makes it even... Taika YTT, there you go. That makes it even more confusing what the hell the sequel is going to be about. Because if you watch the movie, um, it has a pretty clear ending. And uh, it ends right after the climax. So I don't see what a sequel would be unless you're just following, I guess, the... The mink afterwards, you, you keep following his life after the bike gang. I don't know. And if it's going to be a series, I don't know. The, the point is, sometimes you got you got to let things lie. You got to let things lie. It, it was fine. It was great. You did a good job. And it came out over 30 years ago. Just let things lie. Just let things lie. You did a great job. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Unless you can come up with something better like they did with the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. 
But anyway, um, I'll keep you posted on that if it actually happens, because so far nothing Acura-related has ever happened. <laughs> so, moving on, uh, actors Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad have been teasing people mercilessly on social media about a new project that they're working on. And everybody and their mother thought it was going to be something Breaking Bad related. Like, oh, this has to do with Breaking Bad. Oh, this has to do with Breaking Bad. Oh, Walter White's coming back. Oh my God, Walter White's coming back. And there is going to be a Breaking Bad movie coming soon. But it apparently this kind of like throws a damper on everybody's, you know, hopes and dreams of Walt returning to the Breaking Bad universe. Because um, apparently <laughs> what their big project is um, they unveiled that is they're they're crafting and selling a new artisanal mezcal, <laughs> and the 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 new liquor brand is known as Dos Hombres, so which means two men. Now, for those of you who don't know what mezcal is, uh, it's a Mexican liquor. Basically, imagine tequila. Basically, it, it's not tequila, but I'm not gonna get into it. Just imagine that it's very similar. It's a very similar fa- flavor profile, right? That's that's the easiest way for me to say it. I'm not going to get into it. Some people like it more. Some people like it less. Uh, personally, I've never really had a mezcal that I've been like, oh, okay, this is this is it. This is going to be my drink. And I've never really mixed it with anything now that I think about it. So no, I'm still a tequila guy. But anyway, this is what Cranston had to say about the project on an Instagram post. Quote, we started traveling to Oaxaca to see if we could find it. And we mean it had to be it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something so damn good, even people who don't think they like mezcal will love it. It had to be perfect or we weren't going to do it. We are crazy about the taste, the aroma, and the versatility of this smoky, aged, aged old alcohol. Try it. Let us know what you think. We are certain you will love it. End quote. So they're selling mezcal. That's it. That's the whole tease that they were doing for a really long time was about booze. <laughs> I mean, good for them. They they took advantage of the situation to to get free free publicity and a lot of free publicity. But and honestly, I will try it. I will try the the mezcal eventually whenever it comes out. But uh, am I really? I'm not really crazy about it. I'm not. It's not. Something that I would, I would you know, stand in line for. It's like, ah, it's booth. I'll try it. Again, I'm not the biggest mezcal guy. So whatever happens, happens. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, the trailer for the newest Mulan came out. 
All right, let's get into Disney stuff. And it's going to be all Disney stuff because I have to talk about Mulan. I have to talk about The Lion King. And I'm going to talk about Ariel or The Little Mermaid. Anyway, so uh, I am not a fan of these live action remakes of Disney classics. I'm not. I, I don't like them because I think that they were already perfect the way they were made the first time. We don't need to, re- you don't need to change it unless you're going to drastically change it. Drastically change it. And so let's start with The Lion King. I, uh, I, I'm boycott, I wanted to boycott The Lion King. I boycotted actually Beauty and the Beast because everybody said that it's the exact same movie, just live action. And I was like, well, why the fuck am I going to spend my money and watch a movie that I've already seen before uh, made less well? Because I've always said this. The beauty about animation is that it can be perfect. You got the perfect performance. You can get, because you're drawing it. You can have the perfect music, the perfect editing, the perfect uh, photography. You can have perfect everything. I mean, if it, if the person making it is good enough. So you live action can't compare to animation. It just can't. Because again, it can be perfect. It, in in a movie, if if you're if you want to do a certain type of photography and the sunlight's not perfect or it's a cloudy day or it can mess it up or it can make it better, animation you can draw the fucking sky any way you want it to look. You can make the lighting look any way you want, and you don't have to deal with a whole bunch of bullshit. So you know, like natural environments or stuff, or you know, natural sounds and stuff like that, because you everything's made artificially. So animation can be perfect. And in many of these cases, it already happened. Like, for example, I'd say that The Beauty and the Beast is per- it's a perfect movie, in a way, in its own way. I, it's, it's my mom's favorite movie, I, favorite Disney movie. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I like it. I like the story of Belle. She's really cool. Whatever. But it, she's not, it's not my favorite Disney movie. Anyway, but back to the point. What was I even talking about? Okay, so I've been boycotting watching these movies. Dumbo, for a second, I... Dumbo and Aladdin I really considered watching, but I still decided, you know what? No, I'm not going to support this. I'm not going to financially support them remaking movies if they're not going to drastically change them. And now I heard that Dumbo does take a different approach because the main characters aren't really, that isn't really the elephant. It's more of the kids. But I was like, because Tim Burton's kind of hit or miss for me. My favorite Tim Burton movie is Big Fish. And then the Batman movies, and after that, eh, take it or leave them. I don't really care that much for Tim Burton. That's just, it's not my taste, okay? It's not my taste. Anyway, and uh, so I considered watching those, but I was like, eh, you know what? No. Now, The Lion King, I was 100% ready to boycott. 100% ready to boycott because, okay, it, they're trying to sell it as live-action Lion King. It's not live action. It's still animated. It's just digit. It's just digital animation or CGI instead of freaking a uh, cartoon. It's still an animated movie. You can't tell me it's not a fucking animated movie, okay? It's an animated fucking movie, and it pisses me off. It really pisses me off because they even use James Earl Jones, right? The voice of Mufasa. It's still going to be the same fucking voice actor. So what the fuck are you fucking doing? And from what I've seen. They may have added one or two lines or they might have changed a few things, but it's still going to be the same fucking story. So they're not even changing anything. It's going to be the same fucking movie. And what really pisses me off is that when I saw the trailer, you know, you still get those goosebumps because the soundtrack is so fucking good. It's so fucking epic. It just, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. It pisses me off. And so I was 100% ready to boycott that one. But I got invited to the, I got invited to the press thing and I was like, all right, fine. I'm still going to pay for it. I'll go and watch it. And then... I will be able to 
freely give out my opinion to people on whether or not they should waste their money on it. So I decided, you know what, I'll, I'll take that bullet. Either way, I, The Lion King is my favorite Disney film. Okay? It's my favorite Disney film. So um, if after watching it, I feel like throwing up, I'll let you know. If after watching it, I feel like, you know what, it's um, it's the same movie. You still get the same effect. It's still like it, 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 it tugs on your heartstrings. It's okay. It's worth you spending your money. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I'll be honest with you. But anyway, uh, I'm still planning. I was still I was planning on boycotting it and just not watching it until it came out on on Disney Plus or something, which you're still technically paying for. But it's you're not paying the 15 bucks on the movie theater, which is ridiculous. 15 bucks for a movie. Anyway, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, so Lion King. I'm gonna watch it. I'll let you know what I think. And uh, I'm gonna I I actually have to get out of here. Anyway, so I saw the trailer for Mulan, and. Uh, Mulan is the first Disney movie that I can tell look that I I can honestly say looks drastically different. Looks drastically different. Uh, for starters, it looks like she has a sister, which is weird. Did they cut off the grandma? Did they did they cut out the grandma character? The grandma character was one of the best characters in the freaking movie. But anyway, it also looks like the the way that I think it's I think it's going to be the same story. Overall, the same story arc. Girl pretends to be a boy to save her father, goes to war against the Huns, all that stuff. It saves China. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, but whoops. Anyway, too late for now. I mean, I guess I could edit it, but ah, <laughs> too late. Anyway, so what I think does look drastically different is that they're trying to make it kind of like a, it looks at least that they're trying to make it kind of like a martial arts epic, uh, kind of like in the vein of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So it's going to be like a fantasy martial arts epic in a way which i'm totally down for um uh i, I i'm a fan of martial arts epics i'm, I'm a big fan I, I really love crouching tiger hidden dragon i loved hero uh jet with jet lee i thought it was phenomenal so i'm okay with that that uh, i guess i still need to see a little bit more but that one might be the first one that i don't think it's worth boycotting just because it looks like it's going to be a really, really different take. It's not just going to be the same movie. And also, I don't think Mushu's going to be in this one. Mushu, the little dragon. I don't recall seeing him in the trailer or even like hinted at. So, I don't know. It, this one, is it's the first time when it's like, okay, you did something very different. I applaud you. Good for you. Anyway, so that brings us all to, to the final thing of today, the big controversy of the week. Last week, actually. Was it this one? I don't care. Uh, the fact that they've announced, Disney has announced that they casted the new Little Mermaid and it's going to be actress Hallie Bailey. I think that's how you say her name. Hallie? Hal? Hal Bailey? Anyway, the point is they cast her. You can, if you might know her from the R&B group, Chloe and Haley or Chloe X Haley. And so the reason why this is so controversial is because I'm just going to call her Haley or whatever. The point is the point is that the girl is black and that's why it's controversial. People are losing their minds both ways. And I find it hysterical because in their own way, both ways are stupid, both ways are ridiculous, and both ways are perfectly justified. So let me explain. For those of you who don't know, uh, The Little Mermaid actually comes from, the original story can't, comes from a Danish fairy tale. Uh, Danish meaning Denmark, from the people of Denmark, that's where they're from. And the reason I know this is because a few years ago, I was backpacking across Europe with my kid brother, Eric, and... Uh, no relation to Prince Eric. Anyway, so uh, we were backpacking across Europe, and we were in Copenhagen, which is the capital of Denmark. 
And we were walking around the castle. Whoops. Whoops. Anyway, uh, we were walking around the castle of Copenhagen. And it, it there's a part of it that we saw a big commotion of people. A big bunch of people. So we walked up to them. And it turns out there was a bunch of people trying to take pictures of a statue. That The, the statue's actually almost on the water. It's actually pretty cool. It's on the rocks that are on the water. It's pretty cool. You know, like the iconic shot of of Ariel on the rock and the wave coming, jumping out behind her, cra- well, crashing behind her. Imagine closer to that. It's very similar to that. Uh, and so there's there's a statue of the of a mermaid in the water. It's really cool. A lot of people taking pictures. They're trying to sell like little figurines of it. It's really nice, really cool, really interesting experience. And both me and my brother were like, well, what? why did they like the, the little mermaid so much here? And so we did the normal thing. We asked. So we asked people around, like, oh, why, why is there a statue of the Little Mermaid here? And they explained, like, oh, well, it's because the story of the Little Mermaid is based on a Danish fairy tale, and this has actually been here since before the movie came out, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that Ariel was Danish or Viking, or, or that Eric had Viking blood. Well, I guess Eric is the, the Danish the Danish lord there. Yeah, so we didn't know that Prince Eric was Danish. Interesting. And so... Uh, the purists, uh, the people who, people don't like change, all right? Especially when they have a character in their mind. They don't like change. I am one of these people. I do not appreciate change. And so when you think of the Little Mermaid, you think of this little redhead. That's the little redheaded white girl. That's who you think. That's the image that people have had in their brains for decades. And uh, considering the historical context, that it's Danish people, Danish people are Vikings. They're historically tall, light-haired, light-skinned, light-eyed, perfectly reasonable. It it That's how Disney portrayed him the first time. Perfectly reasonable for you to want it that way. It makes sense. It's fine. Now, if they tell you all of a sudden that, okay, now Ariel is going to be black, I understand why there might be like a... in your brain, like, like, what? I mean, no, Ariel is like this little tiny Viking redhead. That's that's who she is. That's who she is in mind. And let me tell you something, for the the because there was the whole thing uh, on in, on the internet going like hashtag not my Ariel blah blah. Um, it's okay if you don't watch the movie. You don't have to watch the new movie. It's fine. In fact, you know what? Good boycott all this stuff because it's stupid that Disney's just doing a cash grab with all the animated movies, and they're probably making versions that are not as great as the original ones. Anyway, I'll I'll let you know after I watch the Lion King. Anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, you don't have to watch the movie. And if you do, that one doesn't have to be your Ariel. You can still keep in your mind, when you think of Ariel, you're still going to probably think of the of the the animated one. And it's fine. It's okay. You don't. We don't own animated characters. We do not. And here's the funny thing. Not even Disney owns them. Uh, there's a thing on the internet called Rule 34, which basically means that if it exists, there's porn of it. And so you do not want to see some of the things that people have made Ariel do on the internet, right? It's it's really graphic. Some of them is pretty classy and very interesting, but most of it is really disturbing. Especially like for the child and you's going to be like, "Oh my god, that's that's not that's not the image that I have Ariel in my head." And it's okay. You can have your own image of Ariel in your head. It's fine. It's fine. You can ignore all the other ones. Particularly ignore the rule 34 ones cuz the internet is a really fucked up place. <laughs> it it shouldn't affect you at all. Now, on the other side, Disney is mostly doing cash grabs with these things, and it's really sad that they have no original ideas. 
all right? It's really sad that they have, they're showing that they don't have any original ideas. And to them, it seems original to just change the ethnicity of an iconic character. Why? I don't know. I, I, I do know what they're, what, what they're doing. Or I have a guess. Because this could go one of two ways. Uh, one one guess is they're just trying to get all the all the freaking headlines because they know there's going to get attention, blah, blah. They're going to get a lot of support from certain sides. And it's going to make people like really rally behind a certain movie. It's 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 because it's gonna be it's gonna be something about a movement, right? Similar to Black Panther, because Black Panther was not that good of a movie. I've said it mul- multiple times. It wasn't that great. It's probably in the lower echelons of the MCU. Though the reason why it made so much money is because it, it was like a social movement. So th- they're going after that market, which may or may not pay off for them. We'll see. Um, if it works, good for them. If it doesn't, well then, haha, this is what you get. So. One of two things could have happened. It could have been that. There was strategically planned. And the other thing was, is this happened to me, actually, when I was casting one of my my very first short films. Um, I had a very clear image of the character I wanted in my mind. I, I had a female character, and she was crazy. And for some reason, whenever I write a crazy female, I'm always thinking of Winona Ryder. I, oh, <laughs> I don't know why. I love Winona Ryder. I love her too much. But whenever I'm thinking of crazy, I always think of Winona Ryder when I'm writing. Anyway, so I was when I was doing the casting thing, I was kind of looking for that was the look I was going for. As the casting process went on, there there was this Chinese girl that came in. She barely spoke any English, but her body language was so good and so creepy. It was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. And I was like, that has to be my main character, her. She's she's so good of an actress that it has to be her. There can't be anybody else. It has to be her. Unless when Owner Rider actually comes in, <laughs> it has to be her. And so what I did was I I my my script really wasn't ethnically related. It could have been anybody. So you could just if it's if it's an ethnically specific character, then you shouldn't definitely shouldn't change it. Like for example, I know that I couldn't play Shaft or I can't play Martin Luther King or stuff like that without, you know, being set on fire. But it's uh for some reason, you know, you could do it the other way. I don't know. The point is, where was I? Which is a hell of a double standard, and I hate it, by the way. It's bullshit. And I'll get into that later. Uh, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I just modified the lines. So I switched. I cut off as many lines as I could, and I just switched them for them to be looks or or something body language related. And it turned out great. Her performance was great. Um, she had minimal lines, but still... Uh, she carried all the information she did just with her body, with her expressions and all that stuff. And I think it turned out pretty well. I mean, for for the non-budget that I had and very minimal experience that I had and all that stuff and for basically doing it myself, I think it came out pretty well. So I can understand somebody coming into the room and just blowing it out of the water. No pun intended. So just blowing a casting out of the water and being like, it has to be her. She was so great, it has to be her. So it could go one of other ways. One, that it was planned. Or two, that that Hallie, Haley, I'm going to say Hallie, or that Haley did such a great casting that it was like, it has to be her. And it might be that this movie actually ends up being phenomenal. Now, if I, if I have to put money on it, I'm going to say that it was a cash grab, probably. And they're just doing it for headlines. And they saw that there was a market for this, especially right now. Things are really weird right now. I would love to get into that more, but I don't know if it's going to get too boring. And 
the one thing that I've tried to stay away from in this podcast is kind of political stuff, kind of the controversial stuff. I wanted it to be fun. You know, we're talking about movies and characters and stuff like that. So, and uh, TV shows and cartoons and, and stuff like that. But if you want me to get into it a bit more, I love politics. I love all this stuff. I love them. They find it hysterical. So if anybody wants me to get a little bit more or has any questions for me, feel free to reach out. I'll gladly talk about it a little bit more, but I need to know if anybody else is interested in or not. Because so far, my objective for this thing has been just, you know what? Keep it mellow. Keep it easy. Keep it keep it chill. But keep it real. You know, I'm, I'm still going to give you my honest opinion about stuff. I'm not going <laughs> to... I don't sugarcoat stuff. Anyway, what was I saying? So yeah. So it could have been one of either ways. and But the reaction from both sides is hysterical. One side, adamant, like, it's like you offended their souls. And I understand that. It's because you feel like they're kicking your childhood. It's like, no, I know what Ariel looks like. <laughs> Why are you trying to take this to me? I, I know the context of where she was and all this stuff. Why are you doing this to me? I understand being upset on that side. Good news to you. They can never take that away from you. That's one of the things that I've always tried to keep in mind. Doesn't matter what they do. Doesn't matter how much, how many Rule 34s are there all are there for Ariel, for any character that I love, they can't take that memory away from you, right? You still have the original. You can just still live by that. It's like the people who don't like the the Star Wars, the Star Wars kind of like uh, when when they fix them, well, they, they change stuff. Like, no, Han shot first. And to me, Han always shot first. It's fine. You can still do that. Nobody can take that from you. It's okay. And you don't have to watch this new one, right? You can just... Uh, hurt them in their wallets. Make sure that they that they lose money or whatever. It's fine. On um, the other side, just because somebody is upset that somebody's drastically changing a, a beloved character doesn't make them bad people or crazy racists. Racists. They're just upset because they know what certain they have a certain image of something in their minds and they're upset that they changed it. Right? Pretty simple. Pretty straightforward. And uh, pretty stupid on both sides, if you ask me. Anyway. That's it. That's it for today. I believe that I properly navigated that minefield. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, the quick Latino thing that I was going to say. Um, okay. So, African-Americans represent about 15% of the American population. And in TV and film, American TV and film, they represent about 15% of speaking roles. So, they are properly represented there. Uh, Latinos represent... 18 to 20% of the American population, and they buy about 21% of the movie tickets in the United States. However, we, in at least the, the latest study that I saw was 2016. In 2016, only 3.1% of the speaking characters of the top 100 films of that year were Latinos. So, we are massively, massively underrepresented in that department. So, I don't know. How about maybe start <laughs> if you're going to be changing the ethnicity of characters maybe i don't know consider throwing a latino in there because we're a bigger market and uh we're underrepresented massively right massively underrepresented that's something that pisses me off but on the other hand it's we need more latino writers and i guess i'm i'm including myself there i need to write more stuff in that area so i think that's it for today food for thought think about it consider it because we're not really victims here. We we can create our own stuff. We can create our own superheroes. We can create our own things. 20, 20% of the film market is a pretty big chunk. It's kind of kind of honestly up to us to take advantage of it. Anyway, that's it for today. Food for thought. Uh, I'm going to go watch The Lion King now. And tomorrow, I'll let you know what I think. If, it's, if I don't have that much to say without blowing my brains out, 
I will also tell you the story of... Do you know what the gangbang is? If not, I'll probably just save that for next week. Anyway, that's it for today. As always, you can find me at Dario the Show on Instagram. Uh, thank you for listening, and I'll see you again tomorrow.